I'm on problem number seven. Josephine's daily exercise routine consists of swimming, cycling, running in that order. So swimming, cycling, running, running in that order. She runs faster than she swims, runs faster than swimming. So she runs faster than she swims and cycles faster than she runs, like most people. If she does not rest between the activities, which of the following could be the graph of the distance she covers during the entire time of her exercise routine? So I'm not even going to look at the choices, and I'll just give you an intuition, and then you can look for the choices that matches. So if I were to graph distance versus time, the slope of my line is going to be my speed, right? Because what is speed? It's distance per time. And that's the same thing It's as slope. It's rise over run. So in this context, that would be the slope of the line. So what you want is a situation. She swims first, which is her slowest. Then she cycles, which is her fastest. Then she runs, which is kind of in between. So what you're going to have is a low slope, then a very high slope, and then you want kind of a medium slope. So it's going to look something like this. Because she, she swims first. So that's the slowest exercise. So maybe it'll be like that. Then she cycles, which is her fastest exercise. So maybe it'll look something like that. And then she runs, which is kind of an in-between exercise. So maybe it looks something like this. So which of the choices looks like that? Where you start relatively slow, you peak out pretty fast, and then you do something that looks a little bit faster that has a higher slope than this. And if I look at all of the choices, it looks like choice D E. Choice E is actually pretty pretty close to what I drew. If you look at the other choices, choice A, she goes slow, then medium, then fast. So that's like if she cycled last, right? And choice B, she does her slow thing last, so that looks like she's swimming last. Choice C looks like she's swimming last as well, because that's the slowest. And then choice D looks like she cycles, then she swims, then she runs. So it's definitely choice C. You go slow, fast, and then medium. Next problem. Problem 8. In the xy coordinate system, square root of 6, sorry, the point is square root of 6, comma k, is one of the points of intersection of the graphs. So these are the graphs. y is equal to x squared minus 7, and y is equal to minus x squared minus x squared plus j. Fair enough where j is a constant. What is the value of j? So we know the x-coordinate where it intersects, right? We know it intersects at square root of 6. So intersection means that the y values are the same for a given x value. That's what intersects. So we can set these two equations equal to each other. So we could say x squared, we could set the y values equal to each other. x squared minus 7 is equal to this, minus x squared plus j. Now we could keep things in terms of x, or we could, um, well, let's let, let me let's just algebraically play with this a little bit, and I hope you understand that this is this represent this is what we would do to solve for the intersection of these two graphs if we wanted to solve for the x value, and we could play with this a little bit. We could add x squared to both sides. You get two x squared minus seven is equal to j. And what's x? We know where these intersect. We know one of the points where they intersect is square root of six. So let's intersect. Let's input. Let's replace x with square root of six. 
So 2 times square root of 6 squared minus 7 is equal to j. What's the square root of 6 squared? Well, it's just 6, right? So it's 2 times 6 minus 7 is equal to j. So 12 minus 7 is equal to j. 5 is equal to j. And that is choice A. Problem 9. Problem 9. If the absolute value of 2 minus x is less than 3, which of the following is a possible value of x? So this means that 2 minus x, that means that 2 minus x is less than 3, right? So I guess the way you could think about it is that the difference between 2 and x is going to be less than 3, right? The other way you could view it is, is that the negative of this, x minus 2, is going to be less than 3. Right? We could have also said 2, or we could have said 2 minus x is greater than negative 3. That's the other thing we could have written. And, I, and what, I, what I did is I just, this is either going to be a positive or a negative, right? So if it's a positive, we just say 2 minus x is less than 3. If x is going to be greater than 2, then we could say that x minus 2 is less than 3. Because then it would be a negative number, then it would become positive. Hope I didn't confuse you. So if this is true, you'd get, let's see, you would get, if I were to add x to both sides, you get 2 is less than 3 plus x. Subtract 3 from both sides, you get negative 1 is less than x. This one, add 2 to both sides, you get x is less than 5. So x is greater than negative 1, and it is less than 5. So if you look at all of the choices, if you look at all of the choices, choices has to be less than 5 and greater than negative 1. So out of all of those choices, the only choice that is less than 5 is choice A, which is 4. And if you, you could look at it, you could actually just try out the numbers. <laughs> and frankly, if, even if you got confused by absolute value, you could have just tried the, each of the choices. 2 minus 4 is minus 2, absolute value, which absolute value of negative 2 is just 2, which is less than 3. So that's right. So you could have actually just tried out the choices if this confused you. And that actually might have been faster. Because there's only, worst case, you'd have to try out five choices, and each of them would have taken a few seconds to evaluate. But sometimes it's good to do it mathematically. But I wouldn't wrong you for, I wouldn't blame you for just trying things out as well. 10, OK. If all interior angles of the polygon are congruent, then x is equal to, OK, so this is interesting. So all of the angles of this polygon are congruent. So it's a pentagon. So it's 1, 2, like that, 2, 3, 4. I didn't draw them really that congruent. And then actually, this line keeps going like this. And the important thing to realize with any of these triangles is if I were to draw, and there's a formula for the angles of a polygon, but I always. So the way to think about it is, is that these are all going to be equal angles. So think of, a, think of, it, think of it this way. These are five equal triangles. Let me think of it the best way. So we they're telling us we want to figure out what this 
x degrees is, right? Well, this x degrees is going to be the same as this x degrees. And how do I know that? <laughs> 